Welcome back to another week of Coffee in Christ. Whoop, 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 whoop. And we're on the road this week. On. We're not in our normal studio. It's a little change of scenery. Well, it's fireworks season. Yeah. My family sells fireworks. I had to be in Crossville tonight, so we're recording in Crossville. A- action heating and cooling. In the upper room. Tuesday night poker room, if you will. But If you will. Maybe. I found this interesting book, though. Um, oh, yeah. It's 3,000 Would You Rather questions. I'm going to ask Dylan a couple to see what. And stop. Would you rather uh, date a person who has previously in a mental institution but is okay now? Mm-hmm. Or someone who was infamous of, infamous of a viral video? What is it? Okay. Infamous of a viral video? Explain that. What does that mean? You know what? We're going to go to another one. I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, would you rather uh, have an indestructible car or indestructible home? Indestructible home. Because, like, what if a tornado or something came through? I want my family to be safe. Exactly. Because okay. we have more chance. Well, I, what? No. Now, wait a minute. Okay. Because See? car accidents are more common than losing an entire home. Right. So. Right. Mate, you know what? See? What a great That's book. A good, I would rather have an indestructible house. I'm going to stick with my answer. Okay. What What would you... What do you think? I like the I like the house. I just think houses are more expensive. Yeah? So we'll just... We'll think money-wise, but... Don't, okay. think, don't think about your children's lives, Aaron. <laughs> just think about the money. Just the money. Uh, well, neither of us have children right now, so it's okay. Speak for yourself. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. Would you rather go, th- uh, would you rather have an outbreak of bed bugs or fleas in your home? Bed bugs. I don't know which is better, so. They're both horrible. I was like, whatever I guess better. bed bugs, because fleas, like, I'm pretty sure they can multiply more. And bed bugs, I feel like if you just got rid of your bed. And then fumigated the house, they'd be gone. But fleas can be yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Every piece of carpet you have, fleas. True. All right, we'll do one more. But and what about you? Which one? I don't know. Whatever the lesser of two evils are. I don't really know. <laughs> but They're both based, pretty horrible. Based on your examination, bed bugs probably. Okay. One more. That's my drum roll. Uh, would you rather have money problems or health issues? Wow. wow. I, my my thumb just landed on that. Like Money problems or health issues. I feel like it depends on the health issues. I mean, obviously, if it's going to be in the book, it's got to be like a pretty serious... Yeah, it's got to be some form of disease concerning a major organ. I would rather have money issues. I agree. Because if you're, if you're healthy, you can do something to make money. Yeah. I agree. But if you're not healthy, then but then you'd have all this money. I don't know. I would rather have my health. I agree. I, I think health is. But that is tough because you can see it both ways. Because yeah. like, if you're sick but you didn't have didn't have to worry about money, like you could pay for all that expensive treatment, and not worry about it. Yeah. But I'd rather be healthy. I agree. I agree. You can always make money. Health before wealth. I like that. <laughs> that could be a bumper sticker. I think maybe it should be too. You could probably make it very easily. Health before wealth. Players. I bet it's somewhere. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Nothing's ever original anymore, is it? 
You know what is? Yeah, that's what you just did. <laughs> you know what is? What? The Bible. Wow, that's true. Little shot right there. That was good. The Bible players. Players. <laughs> that, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Players. That's pretty good. So, tell me about your week. What you've been doing? I'm glad we've had some time yeah. to really actually have things go on in our week. Yeah. Um, but now that I think about it, I have no idea. <laughs> um, you remember those little night lights? Not night lights, but those dinosaur lights. I got Jonah and Samuel. Yeah. Well, I'll describe to everyone. They're like, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, I think it's like a rubber type, seal, um, like silicone type case. Mm-hmm. It has a light in it, and it changes colors whenever you hit it, and it's it's really flexible and just like. Is it a dinosaur? Yeah, or? it's okay. a dinosaur. There, we got two of them, mm-hmm. uh, one for Jonah and Samuel, and they both loved them. Samuel would just kind of hold it in his hands and look at it as Aww. the colors changed, and then Jonah would try to eat the Triceratops, That's cute. which is okay because he's teething. So, but like as That's soon as he would grab it, he just go, yeah, like try to eat it. But did I, you get one for yourself? I did. <laughs> I loved it so much. I was like, why can't I have one? Do you keep it turned on in your room at night? Like Not at night. Nightlight? No, I don't, because it's actually very bright. Oh. But I do have it sitting over there, so like I can like turn around and look at it and just go. And that's me hitting it, and just morning. changes to red. And I'm like, oh. morning, blue. So if you're in a bad, if you're in a bad mood, it can be red. Yeah. And if you're happy, it can be blue or green. And it, yeah, it's pretty good. I. Where'd you get it at? Ten dollars at Sam's for two of them. Like in the pack was ten bucks. That's pretty cool. I know. I was like, may why doesn't everyone in, have these? May have to go invest in that for was, my nieces. Right. But and right. for myself. Right. I'm just saying. That is really cool. I'm just saying. What about you? Um, it's been a good week. A lot going on. Busy. I was at Short Mountain last week. So that was good. Yeah. And I love, it's Bible Camp, by the way, for those of you that don't know what that is. But it was fun. It was a lot of driving back and forth, because I also had to work. But it was fun. I love, I love camp. Um, yeah. And then after that, now it immediately goes into firework time. So now we're selling fireworks. And then we have a week break. And, and then we, we go, go to, to the Four days. I get four days. We stop selling fireworks on Tuesday and we leave for Mexico on Friday. So don't call me. Don't text me. Don't do anything for those four days because I won't be responding to anyone. It's Dylan time. You think I'm kidding. <laughs> I w- I'm just kidding. But It's me time. But actually it's going to be like packing time and yeah. all that. Still running around. It's a big deal. You know, I always get stressed when I go to Mexico. Because I, like, I'm afraid I'm going to forget something yeah. important, like, I don't know, passport. <laughs> or well, it's in your truck, so. It's not anymore, <laughs> but. Dylan would keep his important documents just like in his truck. There's nothing wrong with that. I spend more time in that truck than I do my own home. open his door and just <laughs> access to his entire bank account and. That is true. I would keep random debit cards in the uh, center console. My passport was in the door. It's not anymore, so you thieve. Thievery-minded people. You cleaned out. You're in a new truck, actually, so. Yeah, so it's not, it's still clean. (laughs) A little little dirty from as much as I've been going back and forth, but it's not bad. It's all right. It isn't bad at all. all. It's all on the outside, mostly. I clean the outside. I know, that's what I'm saying. Oh. I was like, it's dirty, but you can clean it easier on the outside. But no, I'm excited about Mexico. It's going to be a good year. Yeah, we will have a break in the podcast, but we'll have so much to talk about when we get back. We will. We might not even open the Bible. 
We might just talk. I don't know. Yeah, we might, like some churches do. Wow. <laughs> I was just joking. But, yes, we will have a lot to talk about when we get back. It'll be fun. Until then, Matthew chapter 10. Yeah, you want to read this time, or would you, you know rather what? me? You know what? You know what? If what? you read what? now. I got it. All right. I'm feeling it. I'm done. He's Matthew feeling himself today. Chapter 10, starting in verse 26. I'm just going to read that whole little section, and then we'll talk about it. All right. Uh, so have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who cannot destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, and not one of them uh, will fall to the ground apart from your father, but even the hairs in your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are more valued than many sparrows. Uh, so everyone who acknowledged me before me, uh, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But, I, but whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. What do you think about that? Like, What do you have, I guess, in that section of Scripture? Well, I the what sticks out to me most is that last verse. And that's kind of something that you uh, is a sobering or hum- like humbling thought, and I'll probably get to more. But that's um, it. Kind of puts more responsibility on us to take care of ourselves in our own spirit. That if if we don't even tell people about God here, then Jesus is not going to tell God about us. And that's that's a scary thought. The think that how much you know we do now is really depicting our everlasting life and that's and that's one of the verses that really stuck out to me too and then um what about you well that's a big thing for me and i I debated on bringing i'm not going to bring it up yet i will though before it's all said and done i'm sure um but what i like um at the beginning verse 26 so have no fear of them for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. And that's really cool because there's so many unknowns that we're afraid of. And, I, and I'm just as guilty. Like, I'm afraid of most things. Or it's, I'm afraid of things spiders. that I shouldn't even, like, worry about. Spiders. Don't, I'm not, not talking about spiders. Oh, sorry. But bugs in general <laughs> just freak me out. Spiders. But there was a fly in my trucker that was taunting me. It was biting me. Were you scared of it? No, it, well, I was because I was driving, and I'm like, what is biting my leg? And I was, like, driving, but, like, flailing my legs, too. <laughs> and then it was just flying. It wouldn't It wouldn't leave me alone. Like, anyway. Did you get it? Uh, well, I opened the door and chewed him out. You I, saved I stopped on the road. Because really? it was biting me. Oh, wow. So there's nobody coming. I was in <laughs> Double Springs, oh, like, around there, so. Yeah. But, but no, that's the thing. Like, we, as Christians... We fear so much stuff that we shouldn't be afraid of. Yeah. I'll bring it up. Roe versus Wade. Okay. Let's do it. Why, why not? Yeah. Because there's prevalent. Yeah. There's so many, obviously, if you have social media, you've seen so many people that have agree with it being overturned, don't agree with it being overturned, all this kind of stuff. And honestly, like, I'm just sick and tired of hearing about it. Honestly. Yeah. Like, because... I don't care to say it. This is a Christian podcast. Yeah. God had his hand in that. Absolutely. That 115% should have been overturned. Yeah. I do not agree with abortion. Yeah. 
Okay, and I, I don't care a bit in the world to say that, mm-hmm. but it's just how people react to it. Yeah, that I'm like how they conduct themselves, and the government puts so much fear. I mean, honestly, I don't know. If, like, and and I loop all that in saying like the government, the news, all this stuff. Like, I don't even watch the news anymore. Yeah, like because I get all my news that I get from Facebook. Yeah. And I don't. I never turn on the news, anything because it's just fear, and it's propaganda, and it's fall, and it's all these things that they're just. And they're. I honestly feel like the government is trying to scare us. Control and fears are good. All thing these people. And, people. And what's what's dumb? And this is my opinion. You know, it's not about abortion being overturned. Yeah. Because the states still have the power. Yeah. All that this did was take it. It is not federally protected anymore. Mm-hmm. But the states can decide whether women get abortions or not. Yeah. Tennessee has already come out and said, "You cannot get an abortion here." They've already. I mean, they've already come out and said it. And good for them. Yeah. Good. I support that. But people are like, "Oh my goodness, the government's taking my rights away." I've seen that so much from like girls and women on social media. Yeah. And I'm like, but they're, and they're like, the fear in this country is, and I'm like, there's so many things that, and just like it says in verse 26, you know, there's nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Nothing. Jesus is all knowing. God is all knowing. And I truly believe that he had his hand in all this Mm -hmm. and getting it overturned. So we get so nervous and Christians are just as guilty. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to get into a big rant. I mean, but like, even Christians are just like, the government, they're, uh, uh, shut up. Just stop. Yeah. Because God is in control. And he tells us here, don't don't be afraid of anything. Mm. And then he goes on to explain that even the hairs of your head are numbered. Fear not, therefore you are one, you are of more value than anything. Well, also, little something else. The sparrows were known at the time to being the smallest creatures, and the penny is obviously the smallest, um, you know, unit of of money. So it kind of even shows you here where it says again, apart, you know, it's the le- the penny's the least valuable Roman coin. Yeah. But it even shows you here that God has His hand and is controlling even the most insignificant. Things that don't that don't seem like they should matter, but he still has his hand in that. This was a big thing. Roe versus Wade was a huge thing, but he, mm. he even says here that I have my hand in things even as small as a penny or, right. or small as a sparrow, and as what may seem as least value as a penny. So, and that's it means people they just live in this constant fear, and why? And I used to be that way too. Like, I'll, not 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 like that bad, but I would always be like, "Well, what if this and what if that?" Like, and now I try to not even think about that because God's in control. What whatever's gonna happen, mm-hmm. or whatever is supposed to happen, will happen. I think you can't live in fear. Yeah, I think it's more. It's easier to say that here, but like I couldn't imagine being in countries where, if you were a Christian, you were like, certain areas you could be killed. Oh, yeah. And, and, like, I couldn't imagine, like, this verse would, like, it's easy for us to say, be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm in Cookville, Tennessee, and the last person I saw that ever, you know, try to persecute me just didn't have a gun to my head. Like, so it, I think it's 
it's a little harder to, um, you know, and definitely in other places to, uh, to really, you know, apply the scripture to our lives. But like you said, he's in control. There's no, there's no reason to be afraid. Yeah. Literally no reason. And I'm not trying to be like the old 80 year old Christian man in your church. It's always like, well, the government's out to get us. And then, you know, because they're, they're there. Oh yeah. Okay. But guys there's no sense in being you know honestly everyone and I'll, I don't care to say it I wouldn't even call myself a Republican because I don't like some of the things that they do either so I'll take it like my dad says because he says that he just doesn't identify with either Yeah. but I wasn't worried and I don't care to tell you I did not jo- vote for Joe Biden did not vote for him I don't care to say that but I wasn't afraid when he got elected yeah. and I know so many of my Christian friends that were panicking and I'm like, why are you afraid? Like, it is what it is. Yeah. And so that's one thing I could talk the entire time about it. But there's no reason to be afraid. And I do think it skips down, like you're talking about in verse 33, or verse 32, I'll go back to, so everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. And I think, kind of piggybacking on what you said, the greatest form of flattery to a person is talking good about them behind their back. Yeah. Like, oh man, just, you know, what? that's like the best form of flattery to me. Yeah. But imagine Jesus talking to God and saying, dude, have you seen Jackson? Have you seen how awesome he is? Yeah. How awesome he is that the things that he does for my kingdom or, or have you seen Dylan? Like, that would be so cool. But how scary would it be if our names were never brought up? And so he's saying, don't even be afraid to be a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. And and on this stuff, you know, and like I said, I'm I'm saying things about me personally that I don't care to say, and here's why. Because and we talked about this in our class yesterday morning, in the college class at church. Yeah. You know, I think as Christians, and this is my opinion, I'm not, this is not Bible, this is my opinion. As Christians, I'm not afraid to tell you where I stand. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not afraid should. to tell you that that I'm not for abortion in any form or fashion unless you have a miscarriage, you know. But I, I, I don't care to tell you that. I don't care to tell you I didn't vote for Joe Biden. I don't care to say that stuff. Because yeah. I feel like as a Christian, people need to know where you stand. Absolutely. Now, the, the kicker on that is if you don't agree with me, fine. You're entitled to your own opinion. And I try to, I try to formulate my opinions around the Bible. I try not to let my emotions get involved in it. But we need to understand that we don't need to be afraid to let people know where we stand. Mm-hmm. But if they don't agree with you, all right. Yeah. Don't Congratulations. I'm glad you have your own opinion. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. And so I mean, that, that's another pr- problem. We won't get into that. But of Christians that are just trying to shove their agenda down somebody's throat. That's not how it works. Jesus didn't do that. It leaves a bad taste in people's Exactly. Place. Jesus didn't do that. Yeah. If you didn't want to hear him. Okay. There's multiple times where he was just like, where he said like he was flogged, where they would warn them earlier in the chapter where you're going to get flogged in courts and you're going to yeah. be, you're going to be persecuted and Jesus, that's the thing too. This whole thing is like almost like a warning almost, but there's not a solution to it. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't like flat out tell you a solution, but he does say, kind of leads you to believe that you just have to 
focus on the Bible, and that's the easiest way to do it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't try to tell you a way to, you know, you can approach it this way. No, he's saying you use the Bible from here on, right. and that's how you're going to be able to face these trials and be able to get through them religiously. Right. So I'll keep reading. Since you read that, I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I'm going to need another week break. But starting in verse 34, it says, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to this earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set man against his set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Um, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. But whoever and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What do you think about that? Me too? You go first. So, you know, I think that's cool too. And that's another reason why I formulated this opinion of let people know where you stand. Mm -hmm. You know, but, and that's on anything. Not even just a controversial topic. Like, let people know where you stand about everything. Let your yeses be yes and your noes be noes. Mm -hmm. But, um, I like in verse 34. This is cool. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. And when you first read that, you're just like, okay. Yeah. But it's not him being mean or anything, but he's not saying, you know, I've not come to make everybody happy. I've not come to to be the mediator here. I'm coming to change the world. Yeah. And whether you want to hear it or not, that's why I'm here. Should that bring peace? Absolutely. Yeah. Is it going to always? No. That's why there's so many denominations in the world. Yeah. Because nobody could get along. You know, but that's what I think is cool because we, we get that we get that misconstrued of you know, Jesus would want peace. He would want no Jesus wants you to, to be dedicated to him. Yeah. And in order for us to, to be dedicated to him may not always mean peace. You know, may not always mean, you know, all that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I also like too, of course we read this all the time, but it shows you in verse 37 how much of God or how much Jesus wants you to be dedicated to him. Yeah. You know, I gave a sermon yesterday at church. I preached and it I didn't think it was that great, but we're not going to talk about it. But the, the, the idea that I had was good. And it was, you know, the, the title of the lesson was, are you married to Jesus or only dating him? Jesus expects you to be married to him. Yeah. Like he expects to be your life. And in verse 37, he says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy. You know, I don't have kids, but I love my mom and dad a lot. Yeah. They're good people. But Jesus is saying, you can love them, but you got to love me more. He wants that loyalty. That, right. That extreme devotion, like you said. But um, I also like that. just want to touch on, like, idolatry just a little bit. Yeah. I also think that's really a big way of, um, you know, obviously who gets in gets in the way of us um, really giving our full lives to God is idolatry because that's a big word when people say that they're like ew like golden calf like they kind of put a but idolatry could literally be anything that you put above God mm-hmm. dad was reading a book while we were at the beach called um, God at War and 
there was a chapter in there about idolatry and idols and how how easily we put those above God and we don't even realize it. And then we don't even realize that they're actually slowing us down. And that could be anything from hobbies to work to anything. anything. Yeah. Like, um, and not to like to sugarcoat it, but like that whole thing of, you know, sometimes on Sundays or Wednesdays, maybe you're staying late at work, but you're like, you know what? I just won't go to church then. Or, and then that is a form of also idolatry because you're putting things above God and maybe mm-hmm. that's, Maybe it's far fetched, or maybe it's not. But that's no. I, I think because that's the gateway. Yeah. You know, they're like, okay. I wasn't at church Wednesday night. I was at Short Mountain. That's. I wasn't that's either. A, that's a right reason. You know, yeah. that's not like I, we still had church. Mm-hmm. Now Sunday night, I'll throw myself under the bus. I stayed and helped my dad at the firework team, and I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But I know that I very, very rarely miss church. And I don't like you know, mean that to persecute oh, anyone. No, I know. Like I was just saying that that if it comes to that point where you're missing church because of you're choosing to, I don't know, fill in the blank with whatever you want, then that can really demoralize your your love for God, maybe in some ways, or maybe pull back your Christianity where you're more reserved and not on fire like you should be. That's the thing too, and I get, I think a lot of people's. And again, we're not saying this to persecute anybody. Yeah, you know there is there is no commandment in the New Testament that says meet on Sunday nights. Yeah, meet on Wednesday nights. That's not a commandment. However, if you are if you are fully devoted and taking this idea of you can't put anything ever before God, if Christians are meeting together to worship God, you will want to be there. Yeah, and it's little stuff. But, I mean, just like what you said, work, oh, it's so easy to work late, but you, what's your priorities? Yeah. You know, so that, that that is a really big one. But if you keep going, what I like, too, um, verse 38, and whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. What do you think about that verse? I love it. I love that verse. What does that mean, though, to you? Well, when... and previous chapters when he would take when he would talk about taking up his cross and what he will also do later and that the whole thing is you have to deny yourself you know and you have to have that um when you take up his his cross you're more of embracing kind of the will you're kind of really all in because you know we kind of had this conversation that crosses weren't like they they're not just like a little piece of stick like this thing is going to weigh you down it's it's heavy to it's a heavy load and it's a long walk, but you got to walk it. And then, and then that's how it's saying that no matter what the cost is, it might be death. It might be losing a because he also warns that in the previous couple of verses where you might lose, you might lose friends over this. You might lose um, money. You might lose uh, family. Uh, when he talks in verse twenty one, but it's all going to be worth it because those who endure all for my name's sake. Uh, will in the end be saved. So that's... And we talk about that a lot more at the end of this chapter, too, yeah. about the rewards of that. But, you know, that's a big thing, too. And I think we talked about this. I don't know if you caught it. Wednesday night at Short Mountain, uh, Matt Miller was speaking, and he is just phenomenal. I don't know if you ever got the opportunity. If you're local, I guess, and have never heard... Where does what he is, preach at? Do you I think, know? I, I think, isn't he from Pittsburgh? Maybe. Tennessee? Somewhere Pittsburgh in Tennessee, or but... Like. Matt Miller is awesome. I can't remember. Where he's he is, do you like listening to him? Yeah. 
He's incredible. He's different. He is very different. I love when he goes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's a gangster, and I'm yeah. like, I love that guy. Yeah. But one thing that he said, and this is really cool, because in heaven, God and Jesus were equals. Mm-hmm. And basically, the best of the best. And what I like about this verse is, if you think about it, Jesus was the best of the best. And if, if I'm... I'm far from that, okay? But if I'm truly the best of the best and the Son of God, the Savior of the world, and I can do all these amazing things, I'm not, I I wouldn't want to take up my cross. Absolutely not. I wouldn't no. want to carry a cross up a mountain. Absolutely, no. No way. And getting I shamed want, and I, spit at and all of that at the same time. Exactly. I wouldn't want to sweat. I mean, let's just bring, you know, if you're the CEO of a company, the best is the best. Like, multi, you know, okay, like, what if you own Microsoft? Yeah. Okay, so you're a billionaire. Yeah, I'm not sweating. And if a toilet gets clogged in my office building, you best believe I ain't going to do it. And I'm just, if I was a billionaire, I'd be like, if we have people to do that. Yeah. You know, and we're not even talking about the Son of God. Yeah. Like, but Jesus humbled himself that much, carried a cross after being beaten and flogged and dragged across. As far as he could, to the point that he dropped it and collapsed. I don't know if we've ever experienced that kind of. Have you ever, Mm-mm. like, where you do so much that you literally collapse? No. Never, and can't do anymore. The only thing I've life. ever even close to me experiencing that was when I ran those marathons. Yeah. And I walked and went to Whataburger afterwards and ate. <laughs> like, I wasn't in that much, you know. Yeah. But he was in so much pain and agony, literally collapsed. To where he couldn't carry it anymore and he had to have help. Guys, this is the son of God. The best of the best. So he's saying, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like That's insane to think about. So, and guys, we, I, don't care if you, I don't care how good you are. You're nothing compares to Jesus Christ. Yeah. Old JC. JC? Nothing. Yahweh. And he's saying, I did it. So you need to be prepared to do it too. Guys, God did not, Jesus did not come to bring peace. He said, pick up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. And don't love anybody more than me. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. Don't love anybody, anything, nothing. And follow me. And he says, um, whoever finds his life will lose it. What does it mean? Okay, let's stop there. What does it mean to find your life? What do you think? On the spot. Well, we don't talk about these questions before, so give us uh, some grace whenever we ask each other questions because we just, don't know we don't know what's coming. I don't know which way to like take it. If you you could take it away, where if finding your life meaning like you're baptized, you're a new person, you're finally living your your life for Christ, or you can kind of be like, there's at some point that I've I definitely didn't come up with this. I think I've heard in a movie or something like that where when you realize how f- like fragile life is that's when you actually start living like because like when you're younger you kind of have that like i'm indestructible you know that's why they send 18 year olds to the to the army because they Mm -hmm. think they're indestructible so they put a gun in their hand and they're like go because they're like all right i got this yeah but then at some point you realize oh wow i'm kind of not indestructible and so i have to more like really focus and be you know live life with a meaning so i think it's kind of both of those ways what about you I think I can. I'll take it both ways because I, I do think 
our ultimate purpose in life I'm too far sorry our ultimate purpose in life is essentially to follow Christ but like obviously people are built to do certain jobs yeah you know like I could never teach thought I could never I like not in a classroom level yeah like teach history or even agriculture like I thought I was going to do I'm not I'm not built for that I don't have the patience for that and I'm okay to say that but I also think when you find your life like you find out what you're good at and then you use that talent or skill or whatever and you use that to help somebody else yeah you know, now don't get me wrong. Your ultimate purpose is to follow Christ. Everybody's. Even if you're listening to this and you're not a Christian. Your ultimate purpose is to follow Christ. You just not found that purpose yet. But when you find your life, like I feel like you find your niche. You, you know, that's what I think. Yeah. And, and I agree with what you said, too. I just didn't take it that deep. I you know, but what I think is cool is it's like you can find all that stuff you can find your purpose you can find out what you want to do to make money you can make all the money in the world you can drive the nicest cars you can live in the nicest neighborhood donate all this money to the church whatever yeah but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it so it's like you can get all that stuff yeah. and still lose your life mm-hmm. I, I don't know I don't know how some people go through life because I've met people that just think, and I'll, I won't even sugarcoat it. They just think that they're just going to go to hell. Yeah. And they're okay with that. You ever met somebody like that? Uh, well, they're like, they know yeah. that they're wrong. Yeah. And and they don't, don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they can, I don't know how you can live their life like that. I just think they're not as, you know, taught. Yeah. As well. I, I feel like if. But I know people that grew up in the church that are that yeah, way. Yeah, see, that's. That's what they've been taught their whole life, and they just don't care. That's what's scary. And I'm I guess. like, how? Like, you know how bad hell is. You know I, what you're missing. Actually, we don't know what we're missing out of yeah. if we don't go to heaven. But we hear how great it is, and why wouldn't you want to go? Sorry, I had to get through that. New, yawn. new building, same yawns. No, I've gone less this time. That is true, but I think it's because I honestly think it's because my my podcasting studio is next to my bedroom oh yeah and i feel like i see the bed and i'm just like oh boy i am sleepy (laughs) it is not maybe it's just me but like whenever i see not like any bed when i see my bed i'm just like gosh i am sleepy but (laughs) (laughs) but anyway they're saying you know you can have all this stuff but if you don't have me you got nothing so he's saying whoever loses his life for my sake will find it so again it's it's playing off of that take up your cross and follow me. Don't yeah. be afraid to do that. Because he's saying, if you if you truly will dedicate yourself to me, then you'll have everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Oh, yeah. I really do. I so, I'll finish the chapter. Finish it. I'll finish it. Can't so, wait. in verse 40, uh, whoever receives you, receives me. And whoever receives me, receives him who sent him. The one who receives a prophet, because he is a prophet, will receive a prophet's reward and the one and the one who receives a righteous person because he is righteous will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. So that that is kind of hard 
there's a lot of words in that yeah. short section of scripture. Um, but basically the way that I see it is verse 41, the one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet um, or, or receives a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And I've read a lot of commentaries over this. And a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about what it actually means. Yeah. And I don't have a commentary right in front of me. But based on verse 41, you know, this reward that we're given is not an elite club that nobody can join. Yeah. And where I find that, where I've come to that conclusion is, okay, the one who receives a prophet, because he is a prophet, will receive a prophet's reward. Heaven is not a club with a list on a clipboard that you have to request to have your name to yeah. get in. You know, I carry, because I'm a Christian, this message of salvation. I can share that with anybody mm-hmm. and not be afraid of it. Yeah. Because the rewards that we're given is heaven. And guys, that's not something that you have to to basically be on a list. There is a religion, believe it or not, I can't think of what it is that think that there is a set group of people on the earth called the elite. And only the elite people will be saved. Do you ever heard of that before? That sounds really familiar. I, it, I heard it in history. Like it is, we, we've talked, I heard this in high school history, and I won't ever forget it. And I can't think of who, what, what type of people it is. But they think basically if you're not part of this, of the elite, then you don't even get a shot at heaven. Yeah. Like you're just automatically going to hell. Yeah. That's not what that is. Mm-hmm. Basically, here, here's how you get into heaven. You ready? I'm going to dumb it down. Pick up your cross and follow Christ. Mm-hmm. And then once you have, don't be afraid to tell people about it. Because we're not carrying this secret gift that nobody can have. Yeah. Like you don't have to hide it. Actually, we're instructed to not hide it. Yeah. And share it with everybody. Because if, if you welcome a prophet, and of course this is New Testament terms, but I mean someone coming to share the gospel, follow it. And if you follow it, then you get a prophet's reward. You get the same reward that they get. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's what I think. What do you no, think about I, it? I mean, I agree. It's it's hard to kind of get a lot to say about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I found, I found it pretty hard to... Uh, uh, kind of diagnosis but what do you think of verse 42 the and whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple truly i say to you he will by no means lose his reward i don't know see i'm honestly i don't know i don't know like i'm kind of was gonna play off of you maybe if you had something well i mean i me and my dad have talked about this verse before and I will say what we discussed. Because even my dad, who is, I will call him a Bible scholar, met well, and he's an elder. So, I mean, he knows a lot about the Bible. I screwed out about it, too, because I like to hear his opinion. Hmm. But, obviously, he's saying whoever gives one of these little ones. Okay, so, obviously, we're thinking about children here. Even a cup of cold water, because he is a disciple. Truly, I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Because as a child, 
what sin do you have in your life? So if you yeah. even if you even get like a taste of Christ, you can't lose your reward. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the moment, of course, the age of accountability is a lot different. Yeah. Depends on your mindset, but there's a point in your life where you don't really know what sin is and what it's not. Yeah. You know, and I may come to that realization at nine years old, or it may take me until I'm eleven or twelve. Okay, but I think from that point on, even if I just get a little bit of Christ, a little bit, I can't lose my reward because I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know what. And there's there's also people that, a religion that thinks when babies are born, they're automatically sinful. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're born into sin. That comes from, like, what, Adam who sinned, and they think that sin's, like, passed mm-hmm. down through the father. Right. I they think that I've they have the weight that. of sin from everybody else, and I've that's not that. true. Yeah. That's not true. You know, I... that That's what I take from it. Yeah. Because I've had a lot of discussions about that verse, too. and I just... I don't know. But it's obviously, even the little ones, even the children, mm-hmm. you know, even if they just get a little bit of it, or maybe not at all. Yeah. Then you can't tell me that a child, a baby that passes away is not going to be in heaven. Yeah. Of course they are. Yeah. Or even somebody who has some sort of mental handicap, they're going to they're going to gain that reward. Yeah. Because they can't process that. That makes sense, yeah. Maybe that that's what I think. And guys, maybe I'm wrong. We'll do a little more research. And Maybe we'll, I'm wrong. We'll get back with you. But, but guys, the, I guess just to to really sum up this entire chapter, even, is he begins this with not having fear and goes right in immediately to, you know, he's not here to bring peace to everybody. He's not here to do all these things, but... If you can do all these things, if you can take up your cross and follow Christ, the rewards are great. I like to think of it, this is this chapter as the cost of discipleship. There is a cost to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, some people don't like to hear this, but it, I, I, I view it that way. Um, I've had somebody in class before not challenge me on it, but just tell me that they didn't see it that way. But becoming a Christian, you're, you're going to make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You will. Now, granted, it's the right sacrifice. Yeah. But kind of what Jackson was saying earlier, you may lose friends. I, I can honestly say that I have lost friends over being a Christian. Honestly. Mm-hmm. But if you lose a friend over being a Christian, they're not your friend anyway. Exactly. I said I said this to my boys at um, Short Mountain in my cabin. Because we were talking about, um, what were we talking about? Drinking or something. And I said, guys, if the people that you hang around with don't care about your eternal destination then don't be around them you know and that that's my opinion like if you if you miss church I'm not talking about once okay but if you have a friend that's not been to church in two three weeks you should call them and say hey you right and, and two you need to have friends that aren't afraid to call you out yeah and and not in a mean way but if I'm doing something wrong, I would expect you to be like, hey, that was not right. Like, you should not have done that. Yeah. And not in a mean, like, judgmental way, but more in a way of, hey, I love you, and I just want you to know that this was wrong. Yeah. 
and I, and it's when you find people that'll do that, don't ever let them go, ever. You're gonna have disagreements, you're gonna have fights, you're gonna have all these things, but at the same time, as Christians, you're not always gonna have peace. Mm-hmm. You won't, and don't think that Christ wants you to have it all the time because you won't. Yeah. It tells us that because He didn't even come to bring peace. But if you can find somebody in your life that'll call you out when you're wrong don't ever let them go because that's what we need as Christians it's the same premise of find somebody who's taken up their cross and following Christ and then together you go out and make disciples of other people bring them that reward yeah. don't hide it you know that's all so that's, that's kind of everything that we have for this week but guys don't be afraid of anything because mm-hmm. God's in control. That's right. So, hope you have a great rest of your week. Yep. We'll be and back if you have another, if you have another take on Matthew ten, verse forty-two, let us know. It's confusing, you know, because again, and I, I want you all to know that I may be very much wrong. I may re- yeah. be reading that a totally wrong way. We're gonna do some research though. So we'll get back to you. Have a great week. Love you. Drink some coffee and love on some Christ. Mm-hmm.